It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Table. We are in a new month, uh, which means a new topic. And before we get into that, uh, let me introduce today's guest, Brian Dirksen. How's it going, man? It's going great. Hey, for those who don't know you or maybe don't realize they know you, um, tell us tell us more. Uh, tell us a little bit about Brian Dirksen. Wow. Well, um, let's see. <laughs> I was I... born on a, on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, I, I, the funny thing is, before I even talk music, I mean, I'm I'm speaking to you uh, from my home in Abbotsford, British Columbia, which is you know two hours north of Seattle, across the border into Canada, yep. about an hour east of Vancouver. But I'm but I'm speaking to you from a home that my parents uh, moved us into when I was four years old. Oh wow! So I have been in this home or visiting my parents in this home for. Well, I mean, it a lot of years. Gives my, gives my age away, yeah, <laughs> a few decades, a little over fifty years. So, um, it's it's a place of roots, and place is very important to me. Yeah. Um, and then it was here, you know, on the hillside, just a few feet from where we're talking, that I first heard the whispers of God calling me. Um, the first songs were inspired here. Um. You know, the early ones, um, Refiner's Fire, Faithful One, I Lift My Eyes Up. So, yeah, the journey, the place really matters to me. And I'm extremely grateful to be still on this little piece of land. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's a that's such a rich heritage in that in that space. And uh, it's not like, oh, my home that I was in a long time ago, you're in that space still. Yeah, and I think I think roots and I think connecting with previous generations really matters. And I feel like, in one sense, as the world keeps changing, it matters even more. Um, and I understand that in in there is that sense that we can be home wherever we are, as long as we are, um, you know, centered. We know that we're yeah. loved. We are we are with the the ones that we love, but. Um, but there's something about place in human beings that 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 helps um, really solidify that that truth. Love it. I love that. You know, your people know you as a songwriter, and you've been in the worship leader songwriter um, space. What? Why are you passionate about helping songwriters succeed? What is that? Where does that come from for you? Such a good question, and I appreciate you asking it because it truly is a lifelong passion of mine. I mean, I think um, one of the reasons maybe when I got my start 30-plus years ago, I I longed for mentors. Yeah. I longed for people who had been doing it a little bit already to draw alongside me, and for the most part, I didn't find that, and I... So then I had this little kind of whispered invitation to my soul 
Why don't you give away what you long for? Why don't you turn around and help those among your peers and those that are coming after you? In fact, so fascinating, just last night, um, I had uh, an old friend stop by and all of a sudden I realized looking at him, oh yeah, I remember. He's like 10 years younger than me. I was in my early 20s, just getting started, leading worship, writing songs. And there he was, like 11, 12 years old. And I started having him over and, and hey, bring your guitar. I'll show you what I'm learning, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, like, and there was this so neat to see him again. I hadn't seen him for a while. And then I remembered, oh, that's why he knows all of this stuff about me. <laughs> and, uh, um, but so, and then the other thing I think is, you know, shortly after that first batch of songs came out and the Change by Your Glory recording from Langley Vineyard kind of, word of mouth kind of spread around the world people just caught reached out and said hey brian why don't you come to our group and teach a songwriting workshop and i remember thinking to myself oh interesting sure teach this and then i went like how do you teach a songwriting workshop it, and it and, just and, is <laughs> and then i and then i raced off to the local library you know this is pre-google yeah that's uh, right you know pre-internet search engines and i signed out every book on songwriting the craft that i could find and i started learning and then teaching it as quick as i could and i i think i'm also i'm this combination of left and right brain kind of person i'm very i'm creative but i'm also very logical i'm organized you know that Yep. Dirk, Dirksen is Dutch German name. You know, I, I, I come by that kind of desire for that kind of clarity just through genetics too. And so I, there's nothing that makes me happier than watching somebody who's been struggling with songwriting, but has a gift watching the lights go on, watching them go, Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Oh, that would help. Oh, let me try that. You know, and th those kinds of conversations just, you know, they just energize me. So good. And this is why we're having this conversation, because this month we're talking about uh, building, building creativity or building a culture of creativity, I should say, at your mm -hmm. church in uh, different aspects. Kind of each week we're going to talk about different aspects. But today I want to talk about songwriting and like the so at your church. Um, now, it's one thing to write by yourself, but give us some tips on writing with others. Um, like I said, it's one thing to sit and write alone, but how do you get into a room with other writers and do it together? Like that's a, like, I want to, it's like, I, if, if, uh, we talked about songwriting a minute ago and it's like, if I sit down by myself, you know, in my own space, in my own writing, but then like you're sitting around and I want to work with people, which is what ministry is. Um, how do you kind of, what are some ways do you think I kind of bridge that or do that? Right. Some thoughts there? Great question. And first thing I'm going to say is writing with others can be tricky. Okay. Yeah. It's not just, you just kind of like walk in the room casually and, and just, you know, it just happens automatically. So one of the first things I would say is relationship matters. Um, having some prior kind of connection or knowing each other can really help. Yeah. Um, also having some common language. Um, one of the reasons I believe so much in songwriting training is because that songwriting, while part of it is intuitive, 
and is just a natural gift. There's a lot of it that is also a learned craft. Yeah. And there is language, just like in any other um, skill. There are certain ways you start talking about the discipline or whatever you're working. So if you if you if you have some relationship and if you learn some of the language together of how the craft works, that's two really important things. I think then also providing some clarity and and even um guiding principles for your times together like in our unlocking your songs community and wherever I teach on songwriting whenever we start like either consulting or listening to people's songs i i i have these three guiding principles which is share what moves you hmm. share what confuses you and never become an uninvited co-writer okay Ooh. in other words so sometimes people hesitate to bring a song hey let me play you this song for some other people because there's all kinds of other things going on right well we're yeah. We're, we're artists, we're, right. we're sensitive, <laughs> but, <laughs> but sometimes we've had bad experiences where we've played something for somebody and they go, oh, I love that. Oh, that, that line in the chorus that you're singing this, you shouldn't be singing that, you should be singing, and then they blurt out a new set of lyrics that may even be a good idea, but that's not what you were asking for in that moment, right? Totally. Now, I know your question is, okay, how can we co-write together? So... Like when I, when I say, what are the ground rules or principles? If you're going in intentionally to co-write together, then you have relationship, you have a heart for each other, and you have a common goal. Maybe somebody brings in a song idea. Maybe it's a group of worship leaders in a church, and they say, oh, we want to write more songs for our own church, and we want to write about this theme that we're going to be covering in these upcoming you know, gatherings together. Let's write some songs about this theme. So then you've agreed together. I mean, you still need to be able to then share honestly with each other. Oh, I love that. That moves me. Oh, when you when when you sing those words, that confuses me. Like, how is that connected to the theme we're trying to go after? Or yep. that feels too. Uh, it feels like a statement, not like a lyric. It, it needs more poetry in it. You know, all of the different yep. dynamics. That's it's it's amazing. Now, would you would you think like, I mean, I want to go from like to today, and do I just go invite people into that circle, and go, let's just try it and see what happens, or um, what would be like a good first step to like start that day you know, like if i right like this that, that those are great like that's great like about it now now how would i start it how would yeah. i how would i go about and do that well i mean i think you know you use the word circle i think i and, and and that's a pretty common term you know a songwriting circle can be yep. a great thing to establish maybe some people connected to a certain church can say hey let's start a songwriting circle but that can start it doesn't even have to start with co-writing it can start with hey let four or five of us Let's get together and let's share the ideas that we're working on and yep. establish the ground rules, share what moves you, share what confuses you, don't become an uninvited co-writer. But as you start doing that, as you start connecting with each other, then all of a sudden the spark can happen. Oh, I've got some ideas you could say to another writer. I've got some ideas for that song, but it's your song. You started it. So if you want to finish it, 
on your own, go for it. If you're open to another co-writer, I'd love to try it with you, right? And then you, you know, it's just, it's like step by step you progress. And um, because it's hard to get it back after you've crossed that, crossed into that co-writing relationship. You can't go back to, oh no, I just want to write this song by myself. Right, again, right, right, right. So you just, you, you want to approach that with sensitivity, with with um, clarity. Yep. And just keep on leaning into, we have a heart for each other and we have a common heart that wants to see um, God glorified, that wants to see good things happen to other people. Amen. Um, yeah. And then you just follow the steps. Now, this, maybe you don't know the answer to this, exactly but prior to your first what what was refiner's fire the first song that people would know of yours you know it wasn't the first song i wrote and it wasn't even the first song that was published but it's pro it's it's in the first five and it okay. was the song that kind of went took off worldwide probably first so how many how many how much writing did you do before that well okay because people because people always go like oh this was terrible this was terrible and it's like but songwriting is a muscle that you have to Absolutely. you have to you have to you have to work at like yeah how much writing are you doing before a song a song kind of okay went so somewhere? that song um i wrote when i was 23 mm -hmm. and i started experimenting with songwriting when i was 15 okay so yeah, formed a formed a group in in high school, and we started writing songs and trying things out and performing and learning and asking questions. Yeah, but you know, honestly, I, I didn't think I would make a living songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just loved experimenting, loved singing, loved worshiping, and um, yeah, and then. And then for a few years, I did that a lot, like in my teens. And then around the time I got married, we got Joyce and I got married when I was 19. So I would say 18, 19, 20, 21. I didn't do that much writing. I was starting to lead worship and I was being mentored and groomed to be a worship pastor at a church. And I was just using other people's songs. Because I yeah. was, I was also trying to learn all these other things of leadership and pastoring and ministry and all of these other things. It was like too much. But then it was around when I was about twenty-two. All of a sudden, I say the gap was revealed to me in a specific situation with our first baby daughter, and I reached for a song and I couldn't find a song. And the whisper was, "Why don't you write one filling mm. this gap?" And I did. And, you know, I kept on using other people's songs and I waited till the next gap, Yep. you know, showed itself to me. And then Refiner's Fire was probably gap number in that season, probably like number three or four. Yep. Not expect, I mean, it was my personal song. It was my prayer, you know. Yeah. I think um, it's important. The uh, reason I asked that question, I think it's important for people to realize and know that songwriters that songs make it somewhere do something with it's not like they just penned it one day and it it worked like it's this is yeah. a this is a labor of love and it's a it's a yeah. thing that it's a thing that people have to like kind of come in 
you work at and you connect with and people and songs you may write may never actually do anything other than stay at your local church, which is not a bad thing. Like that's, right. that's a great, uh, a great space. But I think in today's world, the thought is I want my, I want my song to go somewhere or do something. Yeah. And it's like, find the purpose in why you're writing. And, um, right. No. Well, one of the, one of the things I'm, I very clear about when I, when I talk to songwriters is that when we think about the audience for our song and we think about our song doing something, that that foundational is always we write for our own selves, for our own catharsis, for our own health, for our own processing clarity. Yeah. And then the next, you know, audience I say is our is our creator. Okay. So we write for ourselves. Then we write, we write like this. We open ourselves up, you know, whatever type of song it is, even like we we release it and then eventually we 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 hope other people hear it and go oh i felt that oh, oh yeah. i wanted to say that but you have to be content with the first two steps in that process it has to be enough for you otherwise it'll never be enough right because that that whatever you're hoping the song will do out there in the world in the church in an audience on the radio in in income it'll never be enough you have to get those that the first and the main reward from it has to be internal amen ah this is fantastic so what would you say to the person who is listening right now and thinking they can't write or they have nothing to say mm-hmm. um cuz that's like I want to write, but I don't. I can't. I don't. I don't. What do I? What do I say? Or what do I? What are some thoughts yeah. on to, to to that person that's listening? Well, first of all, um, I've had the incredible privilege multiple times in my life of doing extended songwriting training for people who came with a tiny little spark. The spark was maybe. Mm perhaps I could write a song. I don't know. I don't think I'm very talented, but for some reason, I wanted to sign up for this. Could be a workshop, could be my course online, could be when I was teaching college songwriting. They would show up with the spark. And then I would say, awesome, so glad you're here because guess what? You are a completely unique, never before, never again person which means that which you will want to say in a song is unique yep and if you don't say it nobody else will so i'm curious what is it what's that spark there for and then we start so let's let's start exploring what songwriting is and how it moves us and how how the very first step in writing songs is just opening up ourselves to being moved by other people's songs and then we start having conversations you know what songs move you why does that move you okay and then we we learn and then and then we start taking these tiny little you know quoting um uh bob murray no bill murray (laughs) bill murray in the in the crazy film what about bob a baby steps, you know, we, yes. We, yes. We, you take these the little steps, 
you know, try writing a few lines of lyrics down. And as you described already before, sometimes when you start this, they're not that great. Yep. Because you haven't developed those muscles. You haven't developed how to actually even give yourself permission to really be that unique voice that you are. Or you know, you say, okay, let's start working on melodic development. What what's a melody that comes to mind that that feels like an extension of what you're feeling inside right now you know you encourage them to experiment i mean in all of this process see the thing is if people have the spark and then the second thing they need is the courage to be foolish right to to write um things that aren't amazing because those may lead to something that is amazing it's like i say to even like when you're working on lyrics often the first word that comes to mind is cliche it's it's expected but you write it down yep and then you think well what's another way of saying that that's not so cliche and then you write down a, a crazy option write down the crazy option because that crazy option which you immediately react well that can't be right well probably it's not right but maybe it'll lead you to right maybe it will it will start a trail you know that you can follow and get to that point where eventually your heart says oh, this sounds like me and 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 this wouldn't have existed if i hadn't had the spark and taken the courage now when i back you know a few years ago when i was directing a songwriting program at a, at a college you know their grad project was an EP of professionally produced original songs. And I'm telling you, the joy we had at the listening party for that at the end, because some of those students entered that course feeling like all they had was a tiny spark. Yep. And all of a sudden, here was five, six songs that were good songs that had been realized and recorded and were going to go out okay. into the world to serve people. Now it took two years, right? To get from the spark to those songs. And they had to work at things consistently month after month after month, but Oh, the joy That's in amazing. that room and the look on their faces when they realized when they heard it, you know, it was so cool. That's a good, that's a good, those are good moments. Do you have a, um, do you have kind of like a pinch yourself moment where you heard a song like that? Yeah. Or like you heard a, you heard a, 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 a congregation singing a song you wrote. Do you have yeah. any, any moments like that that come oh to my mind? Gosh, I've had, I mean, the thing, that's the thing I've, I've been, I feel like I've been so incredibly blessed. I remember, you know, one of the first times going to Europe and sitting, walking into the middle of this room in Germany and, and, and the whole place is singing a song I wrote in german translated into german and i'm yeah. being surrounded by the language of my grandparents okay yep that had always felt i i had yeah this kind of i didn't know what to do with i was kind of attracted to it but it felt like the old world and i wasn't part of the old world i'm new i'm young i'm da -da -da -da. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go and you go oh, this is a beautiful language you know, and, and then I can, I, 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 you know, not that long ago, one of my students who she had written 
this song as an assignment, as one of her homework assignments, right? And so I said, hey, I want you guys to go for next class and write a metaphor song. And she comes back the week after she plays us this draft of the song and I'm completely speechless because it was one, it was such an amazing song. And she recently finally recorded it. It's called Aurora yeah. by Carly Rearson. And, and now it's on Spotify. It's on, and I listen to that song and I go, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard. Oh, that's amazing. And Check it she out. was a student in my class responding to me saying, you can do it write this write this type of song so i've had so many moments like both as a as a songwriting instructor and as a songwriter where i feel just that deep deep joy that okay this is this is what i'm supposed to be doing i'm getting that i'm getting that uh, put me in coach feeling as you as you're talking yeah. is because the um i'm a lover of creatives and uh, a lover i spend my life helping creatives develop their passion or their goals and so just hearing that i just kind of have that like Ah, <laughs> I got this guy bouncing over here trying to talk about it. That's exciting. Um, what was, what about the person who has a song to share but is nervous or scared to share it? Mm -hmm. um, how would you recommend kind of getting over that hurdle? Because it's like I have this thing, and as a songwriter, playing it for people, if it's something you wrote by yourself or in a group even, playing it for people who weren't in that process. So it's like it's it's an exposing yourself. Like you're exposing your yeah. craft. You're exposing, um, you're, you're exposing what you're doing, and uh, with that feel, that fear of, will they like it? Will they not? Will it kind of have? And again, coming out of today's culture of, you know, these reality TV shows, and um, like we watched a whole, you know, world of people getting put down on shows, and then, and then um, on for for their craft, and then, uh, and then trying to always attain and grow and be, kind of that's a culture thing but like how would you say help us get over that hurdle as a songwriter to go here's my craft and here's what i have right well i mean the first thing i would say is the hurdle will never go away okay? yes i feel scared and nervous when i have my songwriting morning which is my weekly friday morning appointment in this season of my life and and my wife walks in after I've been in there for three hours and she says, Hey, uh, uh, play me what you got. <laughs> and I feel like I don't want to. <laughs> no, I'm like beaker it's, on the Muppets. No, 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 I'm not ready. It's not done. It's not that great. That's right. I feel all of a sudden my heart rate changes. I feel like so, like I've made a living, so to speak. Yes. And I feel that way. And she's probably the one thing. person who knows you and is going right. to. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, of yeah. all people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a that that the there there's that that feeling, the nerves, the thing, and I, and and I do think so. That won't go away. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> wah wah wah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is you have to really ask yourself: um, Is this the right place and time mm. to share the song? You can save yourself some real heartache because if you force it into settings where people aren't actually asking to hear or wanting to hear, they may politely listen for a bit and then they may pat you on the back and say, oh, that was nice. Hey, where are you guys going for lunch? Hey, did you watch that? You know, whatever. And yep. they've changed the subject. Yep. And you as a sensitive creative person have go, you just felt like you, you, 
you kind of revealed your vulnerability and nobody took care of it. Yes. So, so I would say the next thing you just be really um, discerning would be one word I would use about when and where to share your new songs. And, um, and this is why learning the craft, songwriting circles, having honest discussions away from, you know, larger groups or groups that aren't focused on this is so important. So that even like in our local churches, we're just not constantly, um, you know, hey, everybody, you know, welcome back to church. Okay, I got a new song. I'm going to, you know, I haven't played it for anybody, but I'm going to play it for you now. And, you da, da, da. and you've never even like, like taken the time to like in a private kind of craft group you know a group of safe people going hey i've got this new song i mean obviously there are times when you you just get a new song and yeah. you know right it's time to take the risk and you know it's for this moment and you didn't have a lot of lead time and whatever absolutely those things happen but generally you just have to be cautious and um recognize the fear will be there make sure it's the right setting and and then be prepared for all kinds of different responses from that was amazing. When can we hear that again to complete indifference? Yeah. Right. And you have to learn as a creative person to go, my whole identity is not in this song. A, if you're a songwriter, you're going to write more. Okay. So it's not all hinging on the one song and um and recognize that that we're not the you know it's not like it's not all about us yep. right um songs are really beautiful powerful and important and i happen to think they're one of the greatest treasures on the earth because they combine so many forms of of art and lyricism and poetry and melody and and spirituality and mm. community cross-culture crosses cultures yeah but there's people who songs mean very little to right right they just take them for granted they function in the background they're like background fabric yeah you no know? so you just have to know where to where to take the risk it's amazing so appreciate this and uh so we call our podcast the table um and i believe good conversation happens around good food Mm -hmm. so and i i think i'm excited about this you know you you're already mm -hmm this one so what is uh if i'm coming over to the dirksen house for dinner what oh. what is a meal that you might serve what is on the table well this this is fun um okay so the first <laughs> thing i want to talk to you about has nothing to do with food i'm in what is it what is this okay well first of all um yeah, I mean, it's about hospitality, okay? So it's about the welcome that we love giving people when they show up. We love being in a home that has roots for us. So we're welcoming not just people into a place that has roots, but into into our hearts, and, and, and we're so excited to see them. We just did this last night with a couple of people. We do this several times a week. And then the first thing that happens is I, I make chai from scratch. I'm okay. ready. So I grind the spices. It takes me an hour. 
every afternoon. It's a late afternoon ritual tradition. So we always, when people are coming for a meal, to come to sit at the Dirksen table, they know that they have to come a little bit earlier because it's chai first. And I find out if they have any like dairy allergies, I make I make alternate chai or I make full milk chai. I, I, I grind up the fennel, I crush the cardamom pods, I cut up fresh ginger root, I, I, I don't use sugar, wow. I sweeten it with honey and maple syrup, I reduce it, it takes me an hour. So I hand them a cup of steaming chai. And I love this moment because some of these people, they've only had chai at Starbucks. Totally. Right. With like made from a concentrate syrup, the tea bag, right, right? Or a tea bag, and they yeah, call right. that chai. Yeah, and, right. And they and the look on their faces when they start sipping this, their eyes get so big, <laughs> and they're just like rainbows happen. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's all this fun stuff, and then 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 the next thing is, um, my daughter and I, we we brew our own kombucha, okay. so. I don't know if you know kombucha. Some people will, some people won't. It's just yeah. a healthy gut, healthy. You got this living organism called the scoby, and we we flavor it with all kinds of you know. It's like a tea based thing, but it's like very very healthy. And we serve kombucha with our dinner, and we have like spiced pear and grapefruit and blackberry and and wild cherry. A lot of the and wherever possible fruit from our own blueberries from our own heritage blueberries on our property here from our own wild blackberries and we make kombucha and then i get that up what kind of kombucha would you like yeah um so i'm kind of like the 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 drinks guy so are you offended if somebody just says i want water if they sit down oh no i i just like like, just have a glass of ice but the funny thing is my wife will look at them and go uh have you had have you had kombucha before and they'll go yeah yeah i tried kombucha at this store but i didn't like it Mm -mm. she looks at him goes but you haven't tried brian and rachel's kombucha even just honestly just yesterday this happened and he's like i don't think i really like kombucha i said i gave him just poured him just this tiny little bit i said just try a taste and he puts it in his mouth and goes oh my (laughs) it's not what i like you know what i mean so 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 then so then All that's right. offered and then and then the meal well i mean there's so many options like the so so as you could probably tell from me doing the drink hosting yep. i'm not the food guy okay my wife joyce and our daughter rachel and her husband luke who also lives here and luke is my son-in-law he's also a filmmaker and artist and we're partnering on unlocking your songs they are incredible foodies i'm telling you like like the food they're making like the other day moroccan chicken so luke studies all these different like chefs that make moroccan chicken and then these different spices and he goes and he hunts it down and he makes it or they or they have a a smoker you know they smoke certain types of cuts of meat or even smoke certain vegetables um there's always salads it's always like as healthy as possible and as interesting and flavorful full, as possible. Full of flavor. That's a yeah. homemade full of flavor. Yeah. And so so and we all good. And we 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 the table we sit on was a gift. It's this long it so it was made from reclaimed fur from a hundred years old reclaimed fur, and a friend made it for us. And it's just this long, like 
you know, 10 foot table, yeah. just this slab of old wood. And we sit around that. We have a real candelabra. So we have real candles hanging from the ceiling okay. that we bought from when we lived in England in the late 90s and brought back. So we have real candlelight on real wood. <laughs> like, it's just like, this matters to us. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, it's just one of the favorite things we do. And then, you know, every Sunday it's it's family day and, and the kids that don't live with us anymore, but they're still in the area, our daughters and our, and our older special needs son, they all come back. And we're all around the table together because we have six kids. So there's eight plus one married in. So there's nine of us. So even when we don't have guests, it still feels like a nice full, full table. That's so good. Oh, man, that made me hungry and thirsty. That's uh, <laughs> such a good, that's such a good. Uh, I, I love asking that question because the on these episodes, because it's always a very different response. There's not really like a duplicated response. Everybody right. has their own cool. kind of world and. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm, I'm going to go. Then I can't use a tea bag anymore after that conversation. I got to figure that I got to, I got to, well, you got you know, you're, yeah, you're only a few hours down the road from us. Um, yeah. And Hey, when I travel, okay. I was just in Nashville yeah. recently and I bring a, 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 a chai kit with me. So I literally, yes. this is makes cracks people up, but I literally bring the dry spices in my suitcase and then when i arrive at my destination i get the liquid ingredients the milk the honey the maple syrup yep. and then i have this little tiny travel pot that i can even use in a hotel room and i can make chai for people even when i'm on the road so that's, this is amazing oh yeah, my gosh so there I'm you so, go yeah that's a that's ah uh, awesome tell us more about unlocking your songs and how we can connect with you Okay, well, love to say that Unlocking Your Songs is is open. Uh, people are signing up. We've got students from U.S., Canada, Europe taking the course, and they are loving the process of working through the 30 sessions. It's like a master class on all the layers. And then they form a community together. I meet with them via Zoom. They have a chance to book consultations. So you just go to... A, you know, my website, BrianDirksen.com or UnlockingYourSongs.com. The trailer's there. The info's there. We just, we're having a blast encouraging songwriters. And, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, as I say, I've, I've been riding this bicycle uh, for 30 plus years. And the bicycle means with one foot, with one pedal, I write, I create my own songs. And with the other... I mentor and I train other creatives and other songwriters. Yep. And I'm I'm going to be riding this bicycle um till till I'm done. Yeah. And uh, so this isn't a, a fad for me. This isn't a, a quick thing. It's going to be I've been doing it for 30 years. I hope and pray that God gives me the grace and the breath of my lungs to do it for another 30. And uh it's, it's, it's been an adventure. Oh, I love it. Brian, I appreciate you and I appreciate what you're doing for songwriters and creatives and just kind of continuing to pour into people and uh, not just doing it and writing for yourself and putting songs up, but you want to see other people succeed and pouring into others is, uh, like you said, it's that other part of the, other part mm -hmm. of the bike. It's just a great, it's a great, first of all, it's a great metaphor, but that's a great, 
uh, I'm excited that you're doing that and um, mm-hmm. people can benefit from that. Um, if you're, uh, if you are listening and, um, you're like, you missed those websites, they'll be in the show notes. So you don't have to write them down. Uh, you can click on them and, and get you out to where, uh, to what Brian's doing. So you can be a part of what he's going on. Um, Brian, thanks again for hanging out today, man. This is, Hey, thanks so much, Jason, for having me. This has been, I mean, you've, you, you've literally asked me to talk about some of my favorite things in the world. So it's hey, right. it hasn't, it hasn't Shy been a hard songwriting. Show, it. it's, it's awesome. Awesome. All right, everybody. We'll, we'll, we'll see you guys next week.